Because you matter, for the best in you, with Safira Walzer. Hello and welcome back to the Because You Matter podcast. This podcast is all about self-love, self-care, about becoming the best version of yourself, growing and healing. Because you matter. I hope you had a great week. I'm here with a new episode for you to start into this new week. And today's topic is self-care. What is self-care? Why is it so important? How can we learn to take more care of ourselves? What are the benefits of it? What does God say about self-care? When do we need to seek help? And how can we start a self-care routine ourselves? We are going to talk about all these questions today. So before we start, I want to clarify that self-care is not the same as being selfish. Self-care means taking care of yourself so that you can be healthy, you can feel good, so you can also help and care for others. I've read this quote once that says, self-love doesn't mean me first, it means me too. And I love this because self-care doesn't mean you care for yourself more than you care about others, but it means that you care about yourself as well as you care about others. I just thought it was important to mention this in the beginning. So last week we have been talking about healthy habits and how they can improve your well-being. In this episode, we are deepening a part of this topic, mental health and how self-care can improve it. So first, what actually is mental health? Mental health includes emotional, psychological and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, act, make choices and how we relate to others. Mental health is more than just the absence of a mental illness. It's essential to your overall health and quality of life. Self-care requires checking in with yourself and asking yourself how you're doing and what your body's asking for. It means taking the time to do the things that help you feel good and improve both your physical and your mental health. When it comes to your mental health, self-care can help you manage stress lower your risk of illness, and increase your energy. Even small acts of self-care in your daily life can have a big impact. So, so far about mental health. Defining self-care is a little bit more difficult, because self-care looks different for everyone, and it's important to find what you need and enjoy. Different people will adopt different self-care practices, and even your own definition of it can change over time. And that's perfectly fine. But trying to find a definition broken down, we can say self-care is what people do for themselves to establish and maintain health and to prevent and deal with illness. With difference between emotional self-care, physical self-care and spiritual self-care. Emotional self-care, such as talking nice about yourself, weekly bubble baths, saying no to things that cause unnecessary stress, giving yourself permission to take a pause or setting up a weekly coffee date with a friend. These are all examples of emotional self-care. Physical self-care examples can be prioritizing sleep, adopting an exercise routine you can stick with, choosing healthy and nourishing foods. And spiritual self-care can be spending time with Jesus, praying, spending time in nature, incorporating regular acts of kindness into your day, or keeping a gratitude journal. These are all examples of self-care practices. 
We'll talk about some different examples of self-care and how we can create our own routine later on. But now first, let's talk about why self-care is so important. Self-care is an important part of living a healthy and happy lifestyle. Looking after yourself both mentally and physically is essential for taking control of your health. Our days often are really full and taking care of our family, friends, loved ones is what we often see as a matter of course. But taking care of ourselves often gets forgotten. It can be so easy to forget that you are someone too, especially if you have multiple responsibilities and other people to care for. But looking after yourself will make you feel better, and the better you feel, the better you will be in all areas of your life. Only if you feel good and balanced and true to yourself, you can fully give and help others, care for them and be there for the people that need you. And self-care doesn't have to involve a huge time commitment, and it doesn't have to cost a lot. It could just be taking a bath, reading your favorite book, Taking a walk outside or talking to God, it's about making a commitment to putting your well-being in center, even if it's just for a moment. Now, what does God say about self-care? I wanted to bring in this topic because as Christians, we often talk about self-sacrifice, becoming more loving, more giving, more helpful and more faithful. And because the Bible doesn't use the word self-care, we can believe that self-care is selfish. And we often forget how important it is to take care of ourselves too. I've read a great article from Dayspring, where they have been talking about Matthew 22, verse 37 to 38, that says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Offer your whole self. That's the greatest gift you can give. That's what it says. And we do that by offering the very best of ourselves. And this means taking care of us. It's necessary to set some healthy boundaries. Jesus had them and we need them too. Yes, he was often surrounded by people in need and freely gave all he had to help them but he also often withdrew from the crowd to be alone and pray. He knew that in order to say yes to what God was calling him into, he had to say no or wait to what was happening in the moment. And this doesn't mean that he was selfish. It meant that he knew what he needed in order to be refreshed and prepare for the journey ahead. And this brings us back to only when you feel good and healthy, you can truly be there for and help other people. Knowing this is something that has really helped me grow in faith. So I really wanted to bring in this topic because it's so important. Now that we know that, let's talk about more benefits self-care has. Committing to self-care should improve your overall well-being. A big part of self-care is committing to looking after your body and becoming more attuned with its needs. Whether that's exercising more or getting enough sleep each night, part of any act of self-care should focus on looking after your physical health. Making time for relaxing activities, such as taking a warm bath, listening to music, or learning how to be still for a moment is another common part of self-care. Any activity that makes you feel more relaxed can help to reduce symptoms of stress and anxiety, and this can help to lift your mood. 
It's important to find the things that help you deal with stress and can help you relax. Things that you do when you feel anxious, things that can help you calm your thoughts and focus on the good. As well as helping to calm your nerves, taking time to relax and look after yourself can have a positive impact on the way you see yourself. Treating yourself with the same kindness as you would treat others can make you look upon yourself more kindly and this can help you feel more confident and grounded. Studies have found that people with higher self-esteem find it easier to deal with setbacks and are more likely to achieve goals of self-improvement. To be honest, I really didn't know what a big impact this would have. But for years and years, I've been struggling with thinking that I was not enough. I tried so hard to please everyone, doing what I think people would expect me to do and always apologized for all that I thought people didn't like about me. And I started to run out. I wanted to give everything I had to everyone and forgot myself along the way. My therapist helped me to see this and he helped me to learn that taking my own needs serious too is not selfish. Taking time to look after yourself and taking yourself more seriously as well doesn't mean you can't give to others anymore or that you have to become selfish. I still love being generous, I love being there for people, love to listen and I love to help, but I just learned that I can give myself the same generosity and treat myself with the same kindness as I do to others. So it's not about taking other people's needs less serious, but it's about taking your own needs as serious as you take the ones of others. And this has helped me so much. Taking time to relax and check in with myself has improved the way I see myself. I feel a lot more confident and happy with myself. I mean, it's still a process. Everybody struggles with insecurities and I guess that's a lifelong journey and that's okay. But when you have a higher self-esteem, it will be easier for you not to lose yourself again and to deal with setbacks. Another benefit of practicing self-care is that making changes to prioritize self-care can help to manage mental health issues and might even prevent them from getting worse. You can learn what your body needs and read it when it signals you to take a break or when something is getting too much. So you can learn to recognize these signals early on and act accordingly so you won't feel burnt out all the time. Of course, self-care is not a substitute for professional help. And you shouldn't feel like you have to deal with your problems alone. If your mental health is suffering, you should always talk to someone. As I mentioned before, I sought professional help as well. And I'm so thankful that I did. I'll come back to this important topic in a second. But let's finish the benefits of self-care first. Because we're already coming to the last one. The last benefit we're talking about today is that self-care can lead to better relationships. Which actually makes sense if you think about what we have just said earlier. The happier and healthier you are, the more you can give. So the more you can also give to a relationship. I always heard this quote that said, You can't love someone else unless you love yourself. And for the longest time, I didn't really believe this. Because I thought, well, I do love someone else, even though I don't really love myself. And I talked about this with my psychologist. And he said... If you reject a part of yourself, you will always reject that in someone else too. If you don't feel like you are enough, you will always set someone else over you 
and this only leads to toxic relationships. So it's easy for someone to take from you without giving back and always makes you feel like you're not enough because you don't believe that you are enough. And this made so much sense to me. So the quote, you can't love someone unless you love yourself to me, doesn't mean you don't love. But to me, it means only when you love yourself, if you accept yourself, you will be able to have healthy relationships. You will be able to love in a healthy way and you'll start to attract the right people in your life. It can be so easy to put someone else's needs first, but you must look after your own health too, so you can be healthy and won't lose yourself along the way or get dependent on someone. Only if you are enough for yourself, you can be enough for someone else too. This has really been eye-opening to me, so I wanted to share this. So now that we have been talking about the benefits of self-care, I want to, as mentioned before, bring in an important topic, which is the following question. When do I need to seek professional help? I just wanted to clarify that if you are suffering from a mental illness, deal with depression, an anxiety disorder, traumas, or something else that is holding you back, it is mostly not possible to get out of this by just practicing self-care. It is no shame to seek professional help, but it's necessary. And believe me, you are not alone with whatever you are dealing with or going through. Don't wait until your symptoms are overwhelming. Talk about your concerns and go get help. Only then you can recover and feel better. And self-care, of course, will help you recover. It can be a way of learning how to listen to your body and what it needs. And it can help prevent from a new mental illness. But if you are struggling with a mental illness already, having professional help is important to get back on track. And a little reminder that no mental illness ever is your own fault. You did nothing wrong and you were enough, always. This topic is so important to me because I have been dealing with an anxiety disorder for the past couple of years myself. And for a long time, I didn't even know it was an anxiety disorder. And I blame myself for how I'm feeling and that I'm not able to do the things anymore that were normal to me before. I then got help and it was the best decision. I learned so much about myself, about my body, understood myself more and really learned that listening to your body is so important. And I guess I would not have been able to do this without help. So I think getting help or reaching out to people, talking about what your concerns are talking about when you're not okay is strength. It's not a weakness, it's a strength. And if people don't support you on this way or don't believe that mental illnesses are a real deal, these people are just not the right ones for you. It's okay to get help and it's okay to say when you're not okay. I love the following picture. When you are ill, you go see a doctor and do the things that help you get better. So why not do the same for your mental health as well? If you are mentally ill, going to therapy and doing things that help you get back on track is nothing you should be ashamed of. I just thought it was so important to open this topic because practicing self-care can prevent you from getting mentally ill, can prevent you from falling back and can improve your overall well-being, but it's not a cure for when you suffer from a mental illness. So don't ever blame yourself. 
So now that we have discussed the definition, the different forms of self-care, the benefits of it and when to seek help, let's quickly talk about how you can start a self-care routine. To start a self-care routine, you have to determine which activities bring you joy. Because self-care looks different for everyone, it is important to find the things that make you feel good and help you relax and recharge. Maybe start by writing down the things you love to do, things that help you feel calm and things that help you improve your health. From there, you can slowly start making self-care habits part of your routine by slowly incorporating one behavior after the other and always reflect how you feel. If you haven't already, you can go listen to my last episode where I've been talking about how you can implement healthy habits into your routine and gave you a list of tips that can help you actually build new habits and make them part of your routine. And these tips can also help you implement your self-care habits into your routine. We're already coming to the end of this episode. So summarized, self-care doesn't have to involve a huge time commitment and it doesn't have to cost a lot. Making changes to prioritize self-care can help you manage mental health issues, will help you feel healthier, and by that you can be there for other people, and taking time to relax and look after yourself can have a positive impact on the way you see yourself. If you are struggling with a mental illness already, having professional help is important to get back on track. I'm going to end this episode with some positive affirmations you can repeat after me. I am enough. I deserve to take care of my mind and body. I am kind to myself. I am strong. My needs matter. And I am loved by God. I really hope you liked this episode and will be back with me next week for a new one. Thank you so much for listening to the Because You Matter podcast. I wish you a great week and hear you next time. Bye. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4 verse 13.